0: So there are levels of complexity when it comes to the abortion issue. Um, and yes, it is an issue. So one of the biggest problems is that let's oversimplify and just lump uh, you know pro-life and pro-choice into simply two schools of thought. But it's more complex than that. But just for this, this point real quick, uh, the, the majority of people... Uh, that are on one side of the aisle or the other, demonize the other side, and it goes something like this, the pro-lifers tell the pro-choicers, oh, you're murdering babies, right, and then the pro-choicers tell the pro-lifers, oh, you're telling a woman what to do with her body, it's her body, it's her choice, so that's... that's a generalization uh, there's there's people that actually are more intellectual that actually read more into the issue than that but let's let's address that first because that is the majority of the conversation that part of the argument that part of the conversation is actually two different discussions entirely um, the pro lifers are assuming that the pro choicers accept that a fetus is a human life and the pro choicers are assuming that it's not and that that should be the starting point of the argument so honestly the starting point of that argument would lie in favor of the pro lifers because you have to first discuss whether or not it is a human life right and and the pro lifers are still wanting to have that conversation the pro choicers are past that no it's not because i say so and, and there's there's no um, there, there's no evidence or there's no uh, you know, there's nothing, there's no proof that it's not a human life, um, because at at the end of the day, that comes down to semantics, it comes down to language, and, and, uh, you know, is a fetus a baby? No, it's not a baby, it's a fetus, because that's what we call it, and, and so it's, it's like, well, okay, you know, my, my toddler is not a baby, but he's a human, right, my baby is not a toddler, but she's a human, a fetus may not be a baby, but it's a human, you know, so is it is it a life? Is it a human life? Um, well, no, it's not, you know, say the pro-choicers. It's not a life uh, because it depends on the mother. Well, my three-month-old baby depends on the mother as well. Now, granted, the three-month-old baby can survive without the mother, but it needs some type of adult or older person to care for it or it will die. So is, you know, so, so the argument that... Uh, that, you know, the fetus, the fetus is not a human life because it's depending on another person is not a very strong argument. Um, it it can't really hold water because, well, the same could be said for some adults for that matter. So, uh, you know, I I heard Steven Crowder make a good argument, you know, well, what does a mother have two hearts? You know, it has its own heartbeat. Does it have two hearts? Does it have? Does a mother have twenty fingers? Does a mother have two brains? You know, and and so you know that's that's a an interesting way of looking at it. But but I think you need to have that part of the conversation before you can move on to the ethics of ending that that life. Um, I, you know, I I, I got into a, a Facebook debate with some with somebody a while back and. And, uh, you know, one problem that, that we face with this is people draw extreme examples, you know, so, so a pro-lifer will say, uh, oh, well you want to be able to kill a baby all the way up to the point that it's born you want to wait till the baby's crowning and then kill it and stab it in the head and then you know the pro choicer will say oh you want an 11 year old girl to get raped and have to carry the baby to term you know and and it's not always about extreme examples those are outliers and those are those are things that that are definitely uh that are definitely extreme viewpoints um personally uh well, well, let me tell you what this person I was debating said first. You know, they, said, they said, you know, oh, I, I believe in, in pro-choice, but I think that abortion should be, should be rare and safe. Okay, well, a pro-lifer would argue that it's never safe because it's never safe for the, for the baby and for the fetus. Um, but the, the fact that she said she thinks it should be rare, I, I confronted her on it. I said, well, why should it be rare? Right? if a fetus isn't a human what, why should it be rare it, it, it shouldn't matter and she goes oh because it's ugly well hold on a second and then she'd say the abortion is ugly not not the fetus well hold on a second if, if it why, what makes it ugly you know so I, I, I think everybody knows um, you know when it comes to moral issues and ethical decisions uh, I, I think we all kind of know in the back of our heads or, or somewhere in our heart like what right and wrong are and most pro-choicers that I've debated, that I've, that I've spoken to kind of say the same thing, like, oh, it should be rare, and, and, you know, people are going to do it anyway, so it's better to do it in a, in a medical setting than with a coat hanger in your bedroom, well, (laughs) obviously, um, now, I'm not a, I'm not a pro-lifer to the extent that I don't, that I don't think there are circumstances, uh, for instance, my, uh, well, to spare their identity, I'll just say someone I know um, became pregnant and and they were married and wanted to have a child. Well, the the fetus actually died um, while she was still pregnant, and they lived in live in Georgia. And at that time, it was okay. She was able to go in and have the fetus removed. Um, but laws passed shortly thereafter like I think it was like the next year um, you know and they were very extreme pro-life laws that would not have allowed her to have that fetus removed because it would be considered an abortion that is ludicrous they're like the, the fetus is already dead and you're going to for one expose this mother to to risk of further complications and, and you know there's all kinds of infections and things that can happen but not only that you're going to even if there was no medical risk in, in that scenario just the the emotional aspect of it is enough to to justify having that and it shouldn't even it's not even something that should have to be justified you know in those circumstances so no that's that's extreme and that's ridiculous and, and pro choicers will often cite cases like that against the pro life argument but that's not what that's not what a majority of pro lifers are arguing. Um, but I'll take it even a step further and say um, another example, another person that I know. Um, we were very, I was in high school, and a friend of mine, she was 15 and uh, became pregnant. And the doctors told her that she would never be able, and she didn't know this prior to the pregnancy, but the doctors told her that she would never be able to have kids and that if she continued to carry this one that it would kill her and the baby and you know ultimately you know she would, you know should have a a hysterectomy whatever and you know but they they would need to medically necessarily remove this now um this was a friend that I knew uh from church and she her family wasn't religious her parents are atheists um but she came to the youth group and everything and and there was a lot of people uh, that were were highly critical. A lot of people in the church said, "Oh, you need to leave it in God's hands." Now, I I am not for telling, especially a child, in this case, uh, or their parents, that to leave it in God hand, God's hands when they don't believe in God. Now, if if you have faith and you believe in, in in you know that God will take care of things and everything happens for a reason and everything works out, okay, that's fine. That's that's your your choice. That's your freedom. Uh, to believe that way but that, that, that crosses the line of, of infringing upon you know, somebody else's rights and freedoms too if they don't believe, if, they're, if they don't have faith and if the doctors are telling you that it's medically necessary because you'll die um, I think there's certainly room for conversation there so let's take it a step further now uh, dissecting this argument a little further um, what about in the cases of of rape should a woman have to carry their rapist child to term and and let's say they don't want to raise it but oh well there's always adoption, says the pro-lifer right this is an area that i don't think there's any um there's any right answer for because sometimes there are there are things like that morality is not always is not always so black and white um Uh, and I'm, I'm quoting, I I heard Jordan Peterson say this, but he was quoting, um, Leonard Cohen, I believe, and he said, there's no good place to stand in a massacre. You know, uh, this, this is a, a tragic situation that, that there is no, there's no way out of it without, without, you know, without making moral mistakes or ethical mistakes. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly willing to concede that territory, and I'm certainly willing to, you know, at least have that conversation. And, and this is why I don't think the laws should be written, you know, to be so extreme. Now, one thing I will say in, in cases like that, you know, there's a little sidebar here. I, I went to have a vasectomy um, uh, uh, recently, a couple months ago. I had to go to a consultation a month before the procedure. And the point of the consultation is the doctor kind of just gives you the basics, but, you know, the Internet can do that. But he also kind of subtly tries to talk you out of it. He didn't push real hard because he asked me, uh, you know, how old are you? How many kids do you have? How long have you been with your partner? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and when I answered all his questions, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, you're 32. You have two kids. You've been with your partner for over a decade. You're fine, Yeah. You know, he's like he's like I'm just gonna let you know. You know, this is permanent. Blah blah blah. You know, kind of kind of just put it in your head. And think twice before you make you make this decision. You know, um, I, I certainly think that in the case of an abortion, there there should be you know, a, a, and not just with the doctor, but but have specialists uh, you know to talk to these women, not not to necessarily try to directly talk them out of it, but at least to present the options to to think about it. Um, you know and 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 fully understand and and people i've I've known pro-choicers that are against this because like oh you're trying to guilt trip the woman and and that's why i say it it would have to be specialists and not not to try to guilt trip her but just to just to really talk to them and but to also make them more comfortable with the decision because like like in, in my case with the vasectomy that's that's what the doctor did in a sense you know it did make me think but but it also kind of um You know the questions that he asked and the circumstances. uh, It it kind of you know reinforced what I had already rationalized at the same time too. So it's it's like one of those things that if it is a rational decision, if if you are able to stand by it, then that's all that that conversation is going to do is reinforce um, you know your mind that you've already made up. But if it's not, if it's not a rational decision, and if it is something that that you feel like you're going to regret, or if it is unethical or immoral, then then yeah. If it challenges you, then that's a good thing. If you're going to do something that's wrong, and and you don't want to be challenged on that, you kind of see the the problem here, you know, um, because because if you now if you're unsure, then then like I said, you know th- these these would have to be specialists that, um, you know that, that are are trained and practiced in in handling these cases. Um. So so let's, you know, for the, the case of of rape and incest and things like that. Now, as far as, as far as, um, somebody is sleeping around, and let's say they get pregnant, right, um, they're healthy, fetus is healthy, they could carry it to term, have the baby, there's another person in the world. There's, there's a, this is a complex issue because I don't believe the government should interfere with our rights in a lot of cases, um, but I do believe that we should have laws, and not murdering people is a good law. Um, so then that's, why, that's where the conversation goes back to the beginning of, well, is a fetus a person? Well, it has its own DNA. We would agree that it's a human, and that it is life. Um, but then, is it detachable from the mother? And so I've heard people make the argument that if the fetus is viable, um, if if it's at the point of development where it would be viable outside the womb, then uh, then it shouldn't be aborted. It should be removed and, and incubated. But that technology isn't available everywhere, you know. So that doesn't really define what a human life is, uh, because if you are if you have money and resources available to you, you know, medical facilities. Then that that point of viability is different from somebody who, you know, either lives in poverty, lives in an area where medical facilities are necessary, just simply can't afford it and doesn't have the insurance. And so then you're you're creating a system where one life is valued more than another. And I, I and and of course that that in today's political climate that would be called racist because it would disproportionately affect minorities because they disproportionately live in po- poverty, at least in the United States. So. Uh, that I think that's a that's a really a weak argument it opens up a, a whole plethora of other issues um, of socioeconomic issues and then and then we have to start you know that conversation and it's a whole other it's a whole other rabbit trail I'd like to stay focused on you know just the morality and the ethics of of abortion itself you know so um, the extreme opposite you know I gave some extreme examples about about the pro-life thing with the pro-choicers though something i've noticed is that they'll they'll pull these extreme examples oh what about uh somebody who was raped what about somebody where it's medically necessary what about this what about that okay fine let's say let's say a pro-lifer concedes all of those territories right rape incest medically necessary um concede that what about somebody who just changes their mind this is the pro life rascal asking the pro-choicer, right? What about if somebody gets pregnant and then changes their mind eight months into the pregnancy? They say, you know what? I don't want to go through with this. Get it out. Kill it. And I've yet to meet a pro-choicer that says no to that. They all say, oh, well, it's our body. It's our choice. So, so why even bring up the extreme examples as a pro-choicer? Why bring up the extreme examples if you're going to concede anything Oh, it's her body. It's her choice. So yeah, it doesn't matter. The circumstances don't matter. You're saying it's okay no matter what. And and I even um, I had this conversation with with uh, a coworker a couple years ago, and and we and I, I brought it to the root of okay, well is a is a fetus a human life? And she conceded right. I like we we debated we we discussed it, and she was like, yes, a fetus is a human life. And then okay, well is it okay to take a human life? She goes. Yes, I guess under those circumstances. So, so, so she admitted. Yes, it is a human life. You can call it murder, but I think it's. A, I think it should still be our right. And so the other, the other part of this is, um, you know, and, and here's here's where the stones start getting thrown at me. Should the father have any say? Right. Let's say let's say I'm dating a girl and she gets pregnant and I'm excited about it. Right. And maybe maybe that causes issues in our relationship, and re- makes us realize some things. And, and she doesn't even want to be with me anymore, um, or I don't want to be with her, whatever. And and we're we're gonna go our separation. Like I don't want this baby, whatever. But I but I still want to keep the child. Let's say let's say I want to keep the child, and you don't even have to have anything to do with it. Now, people often say, "Oh, well, that's not fair because she's the one that has to carry it to term and birth it," right? that's not fair, that's the nature of reality though, that's, that's, and I hate to sound harsh, but, but that, that's biology, you know, there's nothing, that, that's not like it's a system that, that people have created, um, and made unfair, it's not like a systematic, uh, pa- uh patriarchal oppression of women that, that they have to get a job, of. that's biology, we didn't invent that, we didn't, we didn't make that up, it's, it's, it's the way things are, you know, um, so what if, as the father, you know, I, I want do I, do I have no rights to my child either? And then, and then I've heard people say, oh, well, the father should have some say so, but the mother should have the ultimate say so. There's, there's no, this, this is life and death. If, if you have 51% of control of that decision, you have 100% of control of that decision. So either either the father has to say so or he doesn't. Now now should there be? I, I mean, and it's complicated. That's why this is such a complex issue. You know, if the father if the father now let's say let's say it was medically necess- or med- medically possible um, for the father to to take on that burden and to take on that pain. You know, then then that would be a whole other a whole other issue. And I don't think it would be as as, as complicated. But it it's not. We you know that that's not an option. So. You know, it's, it's, it's food for thought. It's something to think about because I don't know, like, like God, like, if, if, if I got, and, and I'm, I'm blessed that, that, you know, I was able to, to be in a stable relationship and to be with somebody that I, that when my, when my wife and we weren't married at the time, but when she told me that she was pregnant with our first child, I wasn't scared. And, and I had had pregnancy scares with, with previous girlfriends. And and it was a scary thing. It was like, oh shit, waiting for the pregnancy test results to come back. I'll never forget those those certain you know those uh, incidents. But but with with my wife, when she told me that, I wasn't scared at all. I was I was like immediately excited. It, it was like like there was, it was a fear of like, oh my god, this is real. But it wasn't like a negative. Um, it wasn't like a negative thing, like, oh, I hope it's not, I hope she's not, you know, it was like, it was like, oh, wow, like a baby, yeah, because I was like 27, 28 years old, you know, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome, you know, uh, so I, I, I was very blessed, I was very fortunate to be in those circumstances, but, but thinking about, about You know, if if it hadn't been that way, if it had just been a a a fling or you know just somebody that I I wasn't in a relationship or something like that, you know, it's one of those things that Jordan Peterson talked about. This the the way that we approach sex in our society, you know, creates this problem, and until we can. Until we can change the way we think about sexuality, until we can address the way we approach sex in our society, this is going to be a problem. Um, you know, birth control is, is great. It's not 100% effective. And, and even though it's available, people still don't use it. And these things still happen. And so that's something to think about too, you know. So so no matter what form of birth birth control, even if we had birth control that was hundred percent effective, there would still be people that didn't use it and want to, um, you know, want to abort the fetus once it's already developing. It, it would still happen. Um, so it's not something. It's not something we can address at that level, you know, at least in the level of medicine. It's something that has to be addressed in, in the level of um, of society. And how we how we look at sex and how we look at sexuality, and that's something that uh, you know, I, it's like a public service announcement. That's something we have to talk to our kids about, you know, because sex ed, you know, they cover birth control and things like that. Um, but but it, it you know it quickly develops, it quickly evolves into a political issue when you get into the realm of of abortion, and you know there, there's layers to it. It's complicated. It's 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 complex and there's no good place to stand in a massacre right so it's just food for thought uh, if you're a pro choicer I encourage you to at least at least you know think twice at least consider the possibility that this is a human and and what steps can be taken to to avoid this and, and not like oh well we want to minimize it but it's still okay for anybody at any time to do it no like 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 let's let's really step back and, and, and take a look at where our society is heading. Why Why should I not be able to kill my three-month-old baby? That's a question. And it's it's just as extreme of an, of an example as as somebody saying, oh, well, if an 11-year-old girl gets raped and it's going to... Yeah, it's an extreme example and it's an asshole thing to say, but why shouldn't I be able to kill my three-month-old baby? What's the difference, you know? So we talk about viability. Okay, leave that baby to fend for itself. See how viable it really is, right? And pro-lifers, I encourage you to you know not not be extreme assholes either. You know there there are circumstances where where you know we should think of this as a as a medical procedure, and and you know ethics um, ethics often often bleed into uh, medicine uh, because there you know there's things that you know physician-assisted suicide, for instance, is is very comparable. You know there's there's things that. That sometimes are medically necessary, or maybe not even necessary. But there's 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 more complex issues. It's not always so black and white. Um, so it is something it is something to think about from a political perspective. But but I encourage you to you know really you know dig inside yourself and and look at it from a moral perspective and try to see things from the other person's point of view. Stop demonizing each other. Stop demonizing you know the, the people that don't agree with you because oh they're a baby kill, killer or. Uh, or, oh, they want to oppress women. That, that's not always true. You know, you're starting from two different foundations and, and making accusations about each other um, from places of ignorance. And it's not helpful. So, you know, know, uh, know both sides of the argument. It's important.